0: Welcome to Personal Branding Unlocked. I'm Monica Walmsley.
1: And I'm Josh Lawler. And together, we're here to equip you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to help you build and enhance your personal brand. If you work in professional services, your personal brand is your unique signature that sets you apart.
0: In each episode, we'll delve deep into the art and science of personal branding, share real-world success stories, and bring in industry experts for deep dive discussions.
1: So, get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. This is Personal Branding Unlocked. Hello.
0: Hello. Hi. It's (laughs) nice to be here face-to-face with you. In
1: person. It's so much easier in person. (laughs) We, um, yeah, we might have said last week that Monica was away in Bali for a month and, um, You might have heard we've only recorded one episode in that month because we figured out pretty early on that we don't know what we're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We tried to record this last week and it was a shit show. (laughs) Um, Don't
1: swear. My mum will listen to this. Oh, oh, sorry,
0: Sharon. (laughs) Uh, So, firstly, my internet dropped out.
1: And then my computer, something happened with my computer. I just left the room.
0: So, that wasn't Barley's fault, that one. Yeah. But then my the computer I was using, I could only plug in the mic or the charger. And because we were taking so long to try and get it to work, flat the battery. battery of the computer <laughs> went flat. And the aircon in the room I was working in wasn't working. So it was like 35 degrees and I had to have all the doors shut because otherwise you'd hear the kids screaming. But, yeah, it was just awful. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, we are doing it again. But, yeah, in the comfortable studio, if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever – you can see we've got like the soundproof walls, we've got all the professional equipment, we've got producer Dan behind the cameras here doing all the the technical stuff that we have no idea about. So yeah, it's, this is a lot nicer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the good thing about uh, recording this week is we've also had an opportunity to have had some episodes go live
1: Yes and get all the feedback and yeah all the all the comments the we've got stats now as well which um, my phone's actually recording this episode so I don't have them. Mon have you got the yeah. all the countries that people are listening to us in which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah so firstly thank you for all the wonderful feedback. I've had so many messages from people Saying that they've enjoyed the podcast and they're happy that we're doing it, and it's something people are interested in. So, yeah, and not
1: just our mums, which is awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even better. But what's been really cool is uh, we've had listeners. Whilst majority of them have been in Australia, there's also been quite a lot in America. Yeah, a
1: fair chunk in the US. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm in Indonesia, which is probably me. <laughs> and my nanny listened. I don't know if you oh, remember uh, my yeah. nanny from last week. So um, the United Kingdom, India, Italy, Canada, Netherlands, Sweden, Philippines, Kenya, Spain, Belgium, Taiwan, Germany, Switzerland, and Portugal.
1: Yeah, nice. So, yeah, if anyone wants to to fly us out to Spain and have us record this episode for them in person, please hit us up. Um, yeah, except more-
0: we, both of us can't just go, we have to be in producer. Damn, oh, we're not yeah. doing that again.
1: Yeah, we need three flights, three <laughs> hotel rooms, but yeah, we're happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> um, so, this week, I'm so excited about this episode. I feel like this is one of the most important aspects. Of personal branding, I
1: think you've said that every week so far. but oh, I
0: have.
1: yeah, but no, you're right. This is really important. Um it's all about creating your customer persona, um how you figure that out, and why it's so important.
0: Yeah, your target audience, you, I feel like you need to do this before you should be creating any content or making any plans for personal branding. If you don't know who you're talking to, then, yeah, you can't really do any of the actual personal branding work.
1: Yeah, it's one of the very first things we learn at uni when we're mm-hmm. doing marketing is creating your customer persona um, and your yeah your target figuring out your target audience. Mm-hmm. So really, you can't sort of put into place any sort of marketing plan without knowing this first step, without doing this first step.
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the importance of knowing your target audience.
1: Yeah, which I found a stat actually, and it's um, it says seventy one percent of companies that have a customer persona in place will achieve and exceed their their KPIs, their you know their leads, their sales, all that sort of stuff, compared to thirty seven percent of companies that don't have a customer persona in place. Um, so it's yeah, nearly twice as twice as good. That's probably not a great word, but yeah, twice, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess that's why all the big organizations do it. So we should be doing it as individuals working on our personal brand.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yes, yeah. So the fir- one of the first reasons why it's important to know your target audience is relevant. So knowing your target audience helps you tailor your message um, to the specific needs and interests, making it more relevant to your target audience.
1: Yeah. So it's like if, if anyone out there's ever created a, a Facebook ad for, or, you know, a meta ad, So they ask you what's, you know, what's the age, what's the location, what's the gender, what are their interests, all that sort of stuff so that you can really target your ad to the right person. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't do any of that, really, you're just wasting your money um, Mm -hmm. on your advertising spend.
0: Yeah. And time. I mean, it's about efficiency as well. You know, if you cast a huge net and maybe, you know, only two people out of the 2000 that react to your content is your target audience, then that's such a waste of time. Whereas if you had have, you know, really targeted, say, 10 people that were specific to your, um, to the target audience that you're trying to attract, that's so much more, yeah, cost effective and time effective.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's about getting the right audience, mm. not the biggest audience, which I think we said last week as well, like the, the likes and the followers, they're a bit of a vanity metric. Um, You've got to make sure that those people are your audience and the people that are going to, well, I guess, hit you up for your services and spend with you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Um, The other thing is building a connection. Um, So, yeah, if you understand your audience, it allows you to connect with them on a deeper level and build that, that trust and rapport with them. So, you know, if you've got something in common with someone or, you know, similar interests or similar even um, personality types, you're going to connect with that person a lot quicker. And like Monica keeps saying in previous episodes, it's that like and trust. Like no and trust.:
0: Like no and trust. Like,
1: know, and trust. Yeah. So yeah, clearly I've been paying attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I said we talked about it last week, but that emotional connection, I think, if you can build that with your target audience. And with your customers, it's the most effective way to gain retained business, to get referrals and to have engagement.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, all the big brands use that emotional pull at the heartstrings. Like, yeah, yeah, Coca-Cola does it. Kleenex does it. Mm -hmm. um, Apple does it to a degree as well. It's just a, a different sort of emotional response that they're getting. but. Yeah, all of the big companies do it. So, why can't we as individuals?
0: Yeah, I, even I remember when I was selling a house and the real estate agent said to me, um, You need to create an atmosphere that's going to create like an emotional connection for people to the house, you know, like smell of cookies yes. cooking or, um, you know, photos. We had to get rid of certain personal photos because it wouldn't, the customer wouldn't feel that emotional connection themselves to the house yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I've heard that as well you put a bit of like vanilla in the oven or something makes it smell really nice Mm. yeah that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah now we know why it's important um how do you figure out who your your target market is and yeah what's you know what's the best ways to to sort of collect the data and find out who it is so one of the main things I mentioned last week as well I'm really big on surveys and feedback like I always ask for reviews um, for comments on you know my products and things like that so I think um, building a, a personal brand as well if you cannot conduct <laughs> <laughs> conduct surveys or interviews with your audience to gather insights directly from them I think all the social media channels now you can survey your customers um, some of them you can do it anonymously but yeah if you can if you can get that feedback directly from the audience that's already following you um, that way you can sort of know what you know what's connecting with them and how you can connect with them even stronger
0: yeah and you can do that i guess with that that qualitative and quantitative so if you wanted to do you know interviews you can bribe, kind of bribe people to do the interviews yes, with them you yeah. know like give them a 50 dollar voucher uh, or a bottle of wine and say but i want to have an honest conversation with you you know what do you look for in an accountant yeah. Where where do you look for an accountant? Uh, how many times a year would you go to an accountant? Those sorts of things. Yeah, And you can ask those specific questions. And then the quantitative is those surveys. And I, apart from finding information out about your target audience, I love social media surveys because uh, it, it, it's a great opportunity for a conversation starter. For example, if we put a survey up for our podcast saying, uh, you know, where do you which social media channel do you use more often? The people, you know, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, the people that answer that survey, it, it would be a great opportunity for us to write a thank you in mail to them, but also introduce them to the podcast. Like it's a yeah. conversation, it's a good marketing tool for a conversation yeah. starter. Yeah.
1: And yeah, if you know, I think I mentioned last week as well, you should be replying to every every comment anyway that starts that conversation and keeps your yeah your following engaged with your content as well so yeah same thing with surveys right back to every single reply that you get
0: yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so next um is social media listening so pay attention to social media discussions and comments related to your uh niche or specialization so what are the what questions are people asking and what challenges are they trying to overcome or what problems are they discussing um, this is such an effective way to realise what message you need to give. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, have you heard of the website cora.com.
1: No, I've seen it come up when I Google things, but I've never been on it.
0: It's oh, pretty cool. So it's spelled Q-U-O-R-A and basically it's a site where you can put in, for example, I've put in Family Law Australia and it will bring up a list like pages and pages of questions that people have in relation to family law in Australia. And you can use those questions. Uh, For example, uh, there was one that said, what are the advantages of hiring a family law solicitor as opposed to an average solicitor when going through a divorce or custody battle in Australia? Ah. So the fact that that's a question, if I saw that and I was a family law solicitor, my post would be, or my... Blog that I would write. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you can use the questions on sites like Quora to then create your content because that's what your target audience are actually asking in the market at the moment.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think also when you, you know, when you type into Google, you start to type something and it predicts what you want to ask and it gives you the list. So they're apparently like the most. Commonly searched Google things in relation to. So, even those questions that come up when you start typing a phrase in Google, that's another way. Oh, yeah. That's clever. <laughs> um, next one is analyzing your competition. So, look at what other successful people in your niche or even brands in your niche as well are doing and what content is resonating with their audience. So, if you see someone's posted something on LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever, you can see how many how many views, how many likes, how many comments they've got, mm. and so yeah, if it's a lot, use that content. Don't copy, obviously. We're not <laughs> we're not saying that, but use that content to be inspired mm. to create your own content. And yeah, look in their comments as well. What are people asking? Mm. There's your next piece of content as well. Answer the questions that people are asking. Your competition.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where you'll find your target audience. You yeah. know that that's who they are. Um, Next is you know keyword research. So using things like Google keywords. So what are your target? What are what are the your target audience? What are their keywords that they're using in Google? Because that'll yeah. give you a good understanding of who they are. I also like to look at the frequently asked questions on competitors' websites. Yeah, websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, um, if you're thinking accounting, maybe you could look at say pwc or kpmg like one of the big guys they would have a frequently asked questions for their customers and whatever questions they've put there are probably the questions that they're repeatedly getting from their customers and that gives you a good insight on what your target audience are asking
1: yeah and if you can answer a question before someone even has a chance to ask you Mm -hmm. um that makes straight away that person's going to go this this person's an expert in that like you know I didn't even know I needed that question asked, and they've just answered it and yeah, yeah. there's that no like and trust. see yeah. I've learned now
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think that um, when you so when when you're an expert in your industry, you sometimes forget how much knowledge you have yeah, so for example, um, we might be novice. On uh, podcasters and okay. didn't know how to plug a microphone and, <laughs> <laughs> and phone in at once. Whereas someone like producer Dan is a bit of an expert. And like, if we could have found a blog that said this is how you plug them both in and get them to work, <laughs> yeah, like we probably would have hired whoever had written that <laughs> blog in that moment. Yeah. Whereas producer Dan might not even think that that was a relevant blog to write because for him that seems so simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's second nature. It's that thing that becomes second nature.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to do research on what your target audience is asking or what challenges they're having because for you, you may not think that that's a challenge because it seems so simple to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, so now you've you've done all the research, you've collected all the data. Now what do you do with it? <laughs> mm. You create the customer persona. So this part here, you use all that, that data that you've got now and, um, and put it together to create your unique customer, the person that you want to relay your messaging to, the person that you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a, a group. This is you're narrowing it down to one individual person, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing is, though, is the demographics. So... The, you start by gathering data on your audiences like age, gender, location, income, and this forms like a basic foundation for building your customer persona.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I think with demographic, one thing to be careful of is not to assume, you know, to make sure it's coming from facts. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: for example, you know, if I was starting a business um, potentially...
1: like. Tap dancing.
0: Oh gosh, Josh, let this. <laughs> Josh has tried to get me to do tap dancing with him for decades. It's not happening.
1: <laughs> it will. It will. I'm working on it still. But,
0: but for example, I was wanting to start a tap dancing
1: school. School. Yeah.
0: And. Um,
1: I've I, already got your first two customers. <laughs> it's you and me. <laughs> it's
0: not uh, our next TikTok will be us doing <laughs> tap dancing. Yeah, um, but it, you know, I might think because I'm on LinkedIn the most or most often, maybe I should advertise my tap dancing school on LinkedIn. When in fact, my target audience is not 40 year olds.
1: It's <laughs> professionals. Professionals. It's most likely, the audience that are on TikTok.
0: Yeah, Gen Z. So yeah. so making sure you do your research for your demographics is really important. Uh, and one way you can do that is um, we we at uni, we learnt about this website called SimilarWeb. Have you heard of that one? No. Oh, it's so cool. So uh, one of the assignments I did was on Mecca Beauty. And if you go into Similar Web and you type in Mecca Beauty, beauty, it gives you demographic on who visits their websites. For example, 85.63% are female. Uh, the main age um, age demographic is 25 to 35-year-olds. Uh, it also gives you information on other websites that they, that that person would visit. So it can give you factual information about your, your customer persona.
1: So I've just typed it in while you were talking. This is really cool. So I've just typed in my business and it knows everything. It knows, yeah, the, how much money I'm making. It knows my employees, how many employees. It knows everything. This is really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you can it's do it. It's <laughs> a bit spooky.
1: It
0: is a bit spooky. But it's, um, you can do that on a competitor or some, you know, there's, yeah, someone that you inspire to be like uh, and find out information about who their target audience is or who, who their main audience is that you can then base your targeted audience around yeah the other thing about demographic that i will mention is that it will be different if you're a b2c or a b2b B.
1: yeah yeah actually so the branding um subject that i'm doing at uni this trimester uh it has mentioned firmographics which mm. is like the business version of demographics oh, that's i guess clever. And it bases, the firmographics is based around the size of the company, um, their purchasing approaches, their product usage, their geographic location, their industry type. So whether they're a, a commercial or a government agency or institution. So, yeah, they're the sort of key factors to look at if you're B2B compared to B2C.
0: Yeah. Like, for example, income probably isn't as important if you're trying to attract B2C type customers. Yeah. Versus a B to B, no B to no, B. Other B way. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the other way we're right. um, So, so next is psychographics. So, psychographics is diving deeper into uh, the interests, values, behaviors, pain points. You know, what motivates your target audience? What are the challenges? Uh, it's easier to. There's a saying, and it's easier to sell an offer that solves a problem than one that feel, fulfills a desire. So, really trying to work out to your target audience what are they trying to get out of you and your services
1: yeah yeah and it's that same thing again as we mentioned earlier that if you can if you can answer these questions or you know solve these pain points for them before they even have to ask you yeah getting in early is making you look like an expert
0: yeah yeah totally yeah
1: um the next one is um meeting their needs and goals so what problem can you solve for them and what goals can you help them achieve so um, coming back to the example, I think I used it last week. So just say you're, uh, you know, you've got a, a person that really wants to sell their two-bedroom duplex. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a real estate agent that specializes in selling two bedroom duplexes hey
0: josh is our customer persona a target market real estate agents that,
1: sells <laughs> that sell two bedroom duplexes, duplexes. yes <laughs> so if that's you listening right now <laughs> our our customer persona has worked <laughs>
0: we'll have four listeners yeah <laughs>
1: um, but yeah if you if you've got that messaging across you know everywhere that that's what you specialize in mm. then the person that's you know wanting to sell their two-bedroom duplex they know exactly who to go to and the the goal that you're going to help them achieve
0: yeah yeah what's their gain from using you understanding that will make such a difference to all your messaging yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is kind of the fun part about customer personas. So it's give your persona a name, um, personality traits, humanizing the customer persona, um, it helps make it easier to relate to them and to remember them. Um, There's a company called Sweaty Betty and they have famously have a customer persona called, I think it's Kate or Katie. Yeah, and they do all of their marketing Basically talking to this Kate, Katie, Katie. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. Um, big organizations, like I believe that uh, Netflix does it, does it, Apple does it. Like they, yeah. they have that person in mind of who their customer persona is
1: yeah i know um early on when i started my business we went to a a business coach um shout out to the business center in newcastle as well by the way they're amazing um and if you are starting out a business as well this isn't this is not (laughs) sponsored hashtag not sponsored But, they yeah, they provide you with a business coach. I think you get, like, six sessions um, government-funded, so it's all free. Yeah, go and have a chat to them. But so they told us to build this customer persona. And so ours, her name was Tiffany. She was a 24-year-old legal secretary. She does meat-free Mondays. She you know loves a cocktail with the girls on a Friday afternoon. Like, it was down to a T, like, everything that she does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we were starting this podcast, we were – talking to producer Dan, and because he's the, the tech guru out of the three of us, um, he even used AI to create a picture of our customer persona. So we have a photo <laughs> of the, the real estate agent that sells the <laughs> two-bedroom duplexes. <laughs> but it was so cool to be able to see this person, like visually see this person and know who we're talking to.
0: It was so cool. Like now I picture that person. When yeah. I think of what am I writing on LinkedIn or what am I posting, I picture what would that person want to see or yeah.
1: here. We might actually post the picture of our customer persona on LinkedIn and, and Instagram so that you can see what they look like as well.
0: And we did um, get permission from producer Dan. <laughs> but if you want help with your uh, creating your avatar customer persona, Yeah. He's happy to help. We might even try and get him behind camera and get him to do a TikTok on how to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's looking (laughs) at (laughs) us.
0: We didn't ask permission (laughs) for that. (laughs) No,
1: But yeah, so you've got to come up with everything else. Um, And then, yeah, hit us up in the contact page on the website. Producer Dan will see that. So yeah, give him the, you know, all the things that we've gone through, the age, the gender, then even give them their name, everything. And Dan will make a little photo of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of leads us to our challenge for this week. Oh, actually, before we should talk about the challenge, we have realised that um, doing two challenges per week—it's a lot. It was a <laughs> lot. <laughs> we struggled with doing ours. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've yeah brought it
1: back to yeah. We're going to combine a challenge. So we've both agreed upon a challenge, and that's what we're going to set each other. Yeah, every week now. So one challenge going forward.
0: Yeah, until we're marketing machines, and then we'll yeah. send set so you fifty challenge. <laughs>
1: yeah, fifty a week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so this week, our challenge is for you to create, and for us to create yeah. a buyer persona.
1: Yeah, which yeah, as we said, it's really really fun. We we gave producer Dan a really brief description of you know, for the podcast, and that's what he made the photo of. But, yeah, full disclosure, um, being, what's that word? Just honest. (laughs) We haven't done all of these steps to create our customer persona yet. So it's another good reason we've set ourselves this challenge (laughs) this week.
0: (laughs) And, and, yeah, it's not that hard to do either.
1: So we're we're going to figure out that it's probably not real estate agents that only sell two-bedroom duplexes.
0: (laughs) No. Maybe when we do it, we'll make a post about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you're not following us on TikTok and LinkedIn LinkedIn and Instagram, 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 then you're missing out on all of the (laughs) stuff that we say we're going to do. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we've come up with a really quick um, seven-step guide, I guess you'd call it, to creating your customer persona.
0: Yeah, so the first step is to segment and analyse your existing customers. So market segmentation um, basically is the process of dividing a broad range of of customers or consumers or business markets, Um, normally existing customers, but could also be potential customers and putting them into subgroups based on shared characteristics.
1: Yeah, so like the things we mentioned earlier, like the demographics, okay. psychographics, use all that data mm-hmm. to create your segments.
0: Yeah, you don't want too many segments either, because otherwise your messaging is too complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> I'll go into a oh. little bit later as well. But yeah, if you end up with a lot of segments that, you know, which one do you go with? Um, I'll explain it a bit later, but go with the one that's going to be most beneficial yeah. for your what you want to achieve. Okay. Um, but yeah, next one is... Run qualitative and quantitative research. So like we said earlier, those interviews, those surveys, um, make sure you do all that to collect all that data mm-hmm. so that you know, yeah, what your, what your customer persona wants and needs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and similarly, use customer feedback from reviews and customer uh, support requests, again, to understand what that customer persona wants, needs and cha- what their challenges are.
1: Yeah. And using analytic tools, um, so like Google Analytics, um, if you've got a CRM set up as well, you can get a lot of data out of there. Even if you're working for a, I don't know if you can just use the data from, if you're working for a particular firm, (laughs) maybe if you get permission, you could use the data, but yeah, just find out, um, yeah, what, what. Where you're working, what sort of customers they have, because they're the people that you're currently dealing with, Mm. Um, you could get a lot of data out of there as well, out of their CRM.
0: And as we said in the first week, you know, your organisation should be backing you or if you're a leader, you should be giving this information to your staff so that they can build their own, yeah, their customer persona for their own personal brand.
1: If they don't hand it over willingly, just play that little clip of Monica saying that.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, You could use that similar web again. That yeah. website that we used before for that too. Um, next is create your persona using templates and make sure uh, to make sure your customer insights are easy to understand and re- remember. There's so many of these templates out there. Yeah. Uh, there's one on HubSpot that's super easy to use and it's free. But there's, yeah, there's so many websites that have templates that are available to use.
1: Yeah. And coming back to the point earlier, this is point number six, um, focus on those personas that present the most value for you. Mm. So if you have a lot of different segments, um, it even doesn't have to be the ones that you're going to get most profit out of. I mean, if that's what you're going for, mm. that's your segment. But it could just be building connections or, mm. or you know, maybe you want someone to help you in, in certain things, depending on the niche that you're in. Mm. So, yeah, choosing choosing the segment that's going to give you the most value, that's where you need to channel all of your messaging and energy into.
0: Yes. Yep. Yep. And the last one is never stop observing and updating your persona when needed. I reckon you should do this every year, you know, go through and and redo your persona and yeah. redo, redo your research because things change.
1: Yeah. Like my, yeah, my business has been around seven years now. So 24-year-old Tiffany isn't 24-year-old Tiffany. She might not be her legal secretary anymore. So yeah. making sure that that is up to date and, you know, you, yeah, again, starting back at scratch really because you've got to use all that research, use all those tools again to make sure that you the persona or the segment that's most beneficial for you is still in, you're still on track.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so speaking of, so that's your challenge.
0: <laughs> that's your challenge. <laughs> that's our challenge.
1: Now we have, um, we've had time now to do our challenges from week one and week two. Mm-hmm. How did you go?
0: So I've had a lot of fun on TikTok.
1: Yeah. I know yeah. this. you've been, yeah, you've been going, as the young kids would say, going ham on TikTok.
0: Oh man, I've come up with so many of the young men. Do you know what four plus four means? No. It means you ate.
1: <laughs> you ate. <laughs>
0: slay queen. Sl- <laughs> <Bra>. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I've had a lot of fun on TikTok. I, I've, yeah, I, I was really surprised at the amount of engagement you get. Like I, so I've just started my TikTok the week that we started the podcast and you know, I, I posted something and it had, you know, 1900 views within a few hours. And That's so different to the social media platforms that I've used. Like that wouldn't happen on LinkedIn unless you had a following. Yeah, It wouldn't happen on Instagram unless you had that following as well. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was really cool. And it brought back that point that TikTok's where it's at if you want to get your name out there and get known in your market.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could just post one one thing and it goes viral because, yeah, it's... I think I said this last week as well. It's what Instagram was ten years ago. Yeah. So being able to get that reach, um, TikTok is the place at the moment—the um, best place to to get that reach.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so your your challenge one, the talking to the camera.
0: Oh uh, yes, yes. So yeah, that was fun. It yeah yeah. yeah. I I mean it was daunting. Like I was a bit nervous about it, but I also don't know anyone on TikTok really. So I was like, you know, I'll put it out there. And yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I think I could do better. I think I need to learn a bit more. But
1: I need to. So I think during week one as well, I was not big noting, but I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. Like I'm encouraging everyone to do it. But now that it was actually... Set as a challenge. So, I've started a new TikTok for my professional journey. It's probably I a good way. idea. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> lot less alcohol and drag queens. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah. So, when I've jumped in front of the camera and just started talking, I was like, oh, I had to stop and pause it and go into a wee. I was like...
0: <laughs> Nervous wees. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, definitely... That whole talking to the camera thing, it's like I got messages after it. Mm-hmm. I got, um, yeah, I got like some comments, it got reached. Like, so yeah, I was really happy with how it turned out, but that build up to doing it was a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's time consuming as well. Yeah. Yeah, you have to actually plan it and, yeah, know what you're going to say. I guess it's like writing an article or a blog.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I tried at first. I thought, all right, I, I can use ChatGPT to make me a script. But then you can't read the script and look at the camera. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're not connecting with the audience. You need to look into that camera to connect with people. So, yeah, you need to really be authentic and say what's from from the heart, from the uh-huh. brain. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And how did you go with LinkedIn?
1: Um, yeah, no, that was fun. That was actually really cool. I I made like an article like a real basic like dot point sort of thing
0: mm-hmm. I
1: then used chat GPT to make it sound a lot more eloquent mm. but it was still my thoughts and my you know my as I said my dot points mm. um I don't have a huge audience on LinkedIn so when I did post it it was like crickets um but yeah I can see I can see how it would be beneficial like the I did get some likes from people that have never liked anything that i've put on linkedin before yeah so i was right. connecting with different people that i normally get the likes from yeah so yeah i found that interesting
0: yeah i think i think um linkedin's more of a slow burner like you have to build that following yeah to get that more engagement but the more you do the more that'll the more that'll come and i mean you know all those listeners all over the world follow us yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, slide into our LinkedIn DMs to um, give us the plane tickets to Spain. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <laughs> oh dear. I did my LinkedIn on, um, I, I had a lot of questions about, because I recently finished my MBA at Newcastle Uni, about, um, you know, how I found it. So I wrote an article on tips from studying and it was it was great. I got some good engagement, but I also had the executive director of the MBA program reshare my... Oh, article. what? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. So I actually, yeah, I had a lot of LinkedIn views um, and I had, a yeah, quite a few people add me or follow me after that, which was good. So ah, it worked.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe you should um let that MBA guy know that I'm still studying there if he wants to give me some bonus she? points. Oh, she, she. Sorry. I just assumed that oh. I'm... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Listen to the white guy. (laughs) Week two. (laughs) Week two (laughs) How'd you go with your week two challenge? Oh, you you set the LinkedIn challenge and it was to update the about page, which you already had a killer about page. Do
0: you know what I didn't do though? I haven't written about the podcast in it. Oh really? (laughs) (laughs) Just as you said that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because uh, I, I updated mine and then I think we mentioned as well that if you want some feedback on your about page to send it to Monica. Mm. So I updated mine and sent it to Monica. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I when I went, as I said, like I haven't looked at my about page probably since I set my LinkedIn up years ago. And so when I went into it, it was really cringy and I hated what I was reading. Yeah. Um, I love it now. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to make a, a TikTok where I can show it and like point out bits and stuff like that. But yeah, I love my about page now and the feedback you gave me was a thumbs up.
0: (laughs) No, it was awesome. It was really good. It was written the way that you talk. Yeah. So, it was engaging. It wasn't just all facts. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it and you're really busy. (laughs) You've got a lot going on.
1: I do, which was also like the week two. Um, my challenge that I set, the TikTok one, Mm. was showing people like your niche, what you're all about. Mm. Um, So I used everything that's on my plate to create a a day in the life TikTok. And Mm. so I talked about how, you know, I've I've made lip balms in the morning for my business and then I've gone out to a a function, like a charity function that I helped organise and then – you know, went for lunch with my fiance and then jumped on and did a uni um, Zoom call and then went made content for the podcast that night. And yeah, it was it was a lot, but it's sort of showing that everything that I've got going on in my life at the moment. And it got a lot of feedback and same thing, like comments, like you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Actually it inspired me. So I've for that week um, have done a come to an event with me. So ah. yeah. Yeah. And just taking you to, uh, um, a local event, um, business event. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's it for episode three. That's
0: four plus four, Josh. Woo!
1: <laughs> we slayed. No, we ate. We ate. <laughs> <laughs> four plus four is not slayed. <laughs> I'll learn. I'll learn.
0: <laughs> oh, but thank you everyone for listening and don't yeah. forget to follow us. If you can recommend us to a friend, that would yeah. be awesome.
1: And then, yeah, we are, we've got some guests lined up as well, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, but, yeah, if you're, a, if you're a personal branding pro or if you've got some tips. Actually, we were talking about if you're a Canva mm. expert, we want a, someone who's a pro at Canva. To yes. give us all the tips on Canva, which we think would be really good practical advice, yes. um, hit us up. But yeah, any other sort of niche if you want to come on the podcast as well.
0: Or if you have questions, like yeah. or if you want us to cover something, I mean, that's what this episode was about. Actually, we yeah, ask. we are. Yeah, we're,
1: <laughs> we're listening to our customers. So <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Feel free to message us or um, yeah, our email is on our website or whatnot as well. So yeah.
1: And producer Dan's happy if you've got technical questions as well. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take your personal brand to the next level.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our show.
1: And remember, building a personal brand is not a destination. It's a continuous journey. Connect with us by searching Personal Branding Unlocked on all your socials to stay updated and continue the conversation.
0: Until next time, keep crafting your professional identity because you are the brand that speaks volumes.